0: G'day. I'm Ian Swain, the owner of Swain Destinations, and welcome to another episode of G'day with Ian Swain. Today, I'm thrilled to welcome my good mate, Robert Moore of the Moore Family Collection, who lives in Johannesburg, South Africa. Robert and I go back many years and his company owns and operates safari camps throughout Southern Africa and boutique hotels in Cape Town and Victoria Falls. One of the merry... Many experiences with Rob and I that I remember well is when Linda and I were leading a group of about 50 friends from Philadelphia and we were staying at Rob's Tinga and Norena Camps in the Kruger. And Rob arranged a very special dinner for the entire group in the bush, complete with all his family, Britt, his brothers, his sisters, and his two lovely daughters, Mac and Maddie. And it was then I realized his love of family and the Moore Lodges family are one and very similar to the Swain family. We hit it off like you wouldn't believe. So, welcome, Rob.
1: Thank you, and great to see you.
0: Now, Rob, just starting off with your beautiful girls and twins, of course, Mac and Maddie, who must be 11 now, have there, any been, have you, have there been any family enhancements done at Lion Sands in light of the refurbishment recently completed? And when do you feel the youngest age for children going on safari. And can you please explain Mac and Maddie's children's program that was started?
1: So when, I mean, when we started the business, uh, a few years back now, we actually, my wife and I, Britt, we didn't, we didn't have kids at the time. And, and, um, I guess, you know, that was, that was actually 20 years ago when we first started at Lion Sands and, and, um, and then uh, you're correct and they are, they've just recently turned 11. And, um, and uh, I guess, you know, becoming a parent and running a hospitality business, it allowed us to see firsthand uh, the opportunity and the value uh, of taking your, your kids on safari. So to go specifically to your question about what age, I mean, I've been taking my kids on safari from a very young age. And, and I know that that's not always available to everyone, but I, you know, because, I mean, we have the fortunate opportunity of having access to any of our properties. The, um, the best age, I, you know, I, I think, I guess it depends on, on how addicted the family becomes to going on safari. I mean, I believe that, that from as young as kind of six, seven, eight years old, that's an initial great level to expose um, kids to the wilderness. You know, I also believe it's a type of experience that once it gets under their skin, both the parents as well as the kids, it's something that they want to keep revisiting. And and the great thing about not only our portfolio, but but Southern Africa and the rest of Africa is you can actually return to it at different times, going to different experiences. And as the kids get older, you can go, I guess, more adventurous. So going back to the the story that you referenced in terms of Mac and Maddie, which is our which we named our our family safari program. We have that primarily at Medeque Safari Lodge and the Medeque Game Reserve and Maritaba Safari Lodge in the Waterberg. Um, just because it's, it's one, it's non malaria. It's less, there is less density of, of predators. So therefore far safer for younger kids. And when I say younger from, from let's just say six to 12 and, um, you know, what, what, my uh, Britain and I learned um, becoming parents is that you know children children don't have off buttons they all they do they don't have a slow down button. they have an on and then an off in the evening. So you need to build a safari experience which is which is not only the morning and evening safari, but you also need to fill the day in between with uh, really fun activities for the kids to learn and engage and get back to nature and again, you know, what, what I love about one of my jobs, and actually it's written in our purpose statement, where, we, you know, we get up early in the morning to create enriching experiences for our guests. And, you know, having the fortunate, being in a fortunate position to to expose kids to the wonders of the wilderness. And uh, it's just such a privilege and because you can see their perception and their understanding and their awareness and their knowledge um, and their appreciation just grows the more time they spend in the bush. So for me, families on safari—it's um, probably one of the—it's probably one of the most important times in one's life. If you haven't been on safari prior to having kids, is to do it as a family. And and the other thing which which safari does for generation or for for multi-gen travel, is that it—you know—everybody's excited about going on a game drive, especially if it's their first time. Yeah, and and that's—you know—the iPads and all of that sort of disappear, and and there's such an, a level of human engagement and connection between kids and parents and kids and grandparents. It's, it's a truly magical experience uh, to to invite and to host families that come on safari.
0: Yeah, we do a lot of multi-generational families, as you know, and we utilize your two bedroom villas like the fish eagle villa, yeah. et cetera. And that type of yeah. thing, you set it up to do that. And that's one of the things I love about your collection of properties is that you are so family orientated to every degree. And just as you're explaining the Mac and Maddy, family safari um, options, it's just incredible. Um, I've got to put it down as you were one of the first uh, people to create tree houses in the bush as part of the experience, such as Chalky's treehouse. Um, and the first time we went there, not long after it opened up, we sent my son Ian to and his then girlfriend to have an incredible experience while staying there. And in fact, we thought it was gonna be a proposal experience. Uh, but not then, but it did certainly happen shortly, shortly thereafter. But I asked Ian, too, for one word to describe the experience. And he said, unforgettable. But, Dad, one word is a bit tough to describe because lots of feelings happen when you're alone in the bush. You now have tree houses at most of your camps now, if not all of them. How do you, the guests handle the isolation out there? I mean, they're isolated here in, in the world right now, but I mean, how do they? Um, how are they finding it before that? and were any of them scared or are they just excited and you know did you have what, what sort of feelings did they have
1: i i mean i you know so so where where did the uh, where did the idea originate from so so we we spent a lot of our our uh, youthful years coming down to the reserve that you know lion sands has been in our family for four generations and we we used to come come here as 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 youngsters, and my brothers and I often used to go out and camp uh, on our own or with uh, with a few friends out in the middle of the reserve. And and um, the experience of sitting in in sort of in essence in solitude, although there were often two or three of us, it just and and what's been interesting about this this uh, period that we've been going through in this lockdown, there's been a lot of conversation around uh, mindfulness and and uh and 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 reconnecting with 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 oneself and uh that's certainly the idea behind it to to find a place where there is silence um from all sorts of technology or white noise or noise that we often have have tuned out but it's still very much there and to get into even at the lodges where there's electricity and staff and 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 the kind of the the your senses are still trapped in, in what we've created at the properties. But when you get out there uh, under the stars in the middle of the reserve and there's just the noises of the night, um, it's just something that's your, your, all of your senses, I think it's something primal as well. All of your senses just start to come alive. And, and it's that, so in terms of the, you know, in terms of the emotions, I think it is an emotional roller coaster. Because this goes from anxiety to fear to calmness to just in awe of, of, of nature. But um, it's, it's been amazing. You know, people, I mean, I, I, I think some people sleep. Some people I don't think do sleep. But it's certainly unforgettable. You're right. It's, it's definitely one of those experiences. And ultimately, our, our objective is to get people to understand nature and, 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 and build an affinity with it. Because through, by doing that, we, we know that that's our best chance of protecting these incredible wilderness areas for generations to come. So I guess in essence, the, the treehouse is to take people out of their comfort zone and place them in the middle of, of, of nature and untouched space and just fall in love with, with the noises of the night and, and themselves and their partner and, and just share just an unbelievable experience uh, in the middle of the African bushveld.
0: Because you also forgot what to mention. One thing about uh, sleeping out under the stars is the stargazing there because it's incredible to see the stars and you can see the satellites and the the shooting stars coming around the the night sky. Um, Talking of the tree houses, we send a lot of honeymooners to your camps, as you know. And being such a family-friendly company, is it easy to keep the honeymooners' travellers separate from the family multi-generational travellers in camp or do they want to join in, do you find?
1: yeah you I mean what's, what' what we've really enjoyed of um, uh, in our relationship with with yourself and all your travel experts is um, is they know which lodge is more attuned to honeymooners and which one is attuned to family so we're very fortunate to have a collection of properties where, where we're able to actually separate the, those types of guests into the perfect property you know and, and often th- those who you know be booking online or I mean, direct they w- they wouldn't quite know which lodge to to fit into and and that's why working through yourselves you know that Narina is is um, is you know it's just its whole character its design it's uh, configuration of the room is is sort of the perfect honeymoon property um, you know which is still has availability to the tree houses so it's it's a matter of knowing well beyond the brand and and understanding the essence of guest experience that we've created at each property I mean you know you talk as a you talk about family and I, and I, you know, obviously we are a family as is yours, but we also, we view our properties like, like children, you know, they all belong to the same family, the same golden thread of service and commitment to guests resides between all of them. But as with your kids, as a mine, they're completely different and unique in their personality. And that's how we've sort of viewed the guest experience. And, 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 and we've ensured that, you know, as much as we can, we try, we train and educate. And I know you guys visit, very frequently, which is great because you see the constant updates and you understand which, which property suits which guest. Because that ultimately, for us and for you, is, is our responsibility to the guest, is to match them and their expectations and needs with the best experience within South Africa.
0: Right, and speaking of that, of your properties, um, you've grouped together a great circuit of must-see areas in Southern Africa, one of the few safari outfitters that can do that. Can you tell us a bit more about the great specials accommodations that should be considered with your lodges and hotels and elaborate on the differences, say, between the camps and the Kruger and the Medikway, and also how easy it is to join Vic Falls and Cape Town into a circuit?
1: Sure. So, I mean, it's it's, it's, been, it's been my sort of vision and objective to always create a collection of, of referencing back, you know, you know, it's, it's certainly not a, a chain of the same experiences. That's why each one of our properties has its own name. And again, referencing back to what I've just said about that, you know, they all belong to the same family, but they have their unique personality. So the nice thing about that is every one of our properties, although it's part of our collection and we own them all, uh, each one's got its own character and personality. So you're not going to get the same experience being generated at any, any single or any, any two properties um the in in terms of the 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 collection so i mean the majority of of visitors certainly who are coming to south africa for the first time are combining an element of cape town and then looking to go on safari and then they they look to either begin or end uh, or use it somewhere in between a couple of nights in victoria falls so that's been our ambition and finally two years ago we were we opened the first boutique hotel in Victoria Falls, the Stanley and Livingston Hotel. And um, and that for me was such a milestone in terms of our whole journey of building our business and building our guest experience. In terms of the offers, I mean, we, I mean, you know, from a, I mean, it's just, we, we're so passionate about what we do. We're so passionate about giving our guests value that, that in essence, we didn't wanna create promotional offerings that are sort of available on a Monday and a Friday and never again, or only in certain very few times in the year. So we've been consistent, every single year in offering some really great incentives for customers to stay within our collection. So the, mo- the two most popular offers that we have, which, which obviously you guys um, do really well in promoting it for us is, if you book any three nights at, of any of our lodges, and three nights, you know, we try to make it sensible in terms of understanding how many nights most people spend at, at a lodge, and that would be between three or four nights. So the promotion is a three night at any one of our three lodges, and you get either a two free night stay in, at our boutique hotel in, in Victoria Falls, the stand in Livingston, or two free nights at, our, at either one of our hotels in Cape Town. And we've tried to make that outside of peak season, which is really around the Christmas period of the year. We've um, we've made that available throughout the year. So that's that's been very appealing to um, the, the traveler to extract some extra value while they're moving through Southern Africa. And also not not Essence Day, sort of it's a begrudge purchase for because the one product is is sort of the aspirational one, and the other one's not great. So the promotions have been very successful in in sort of delivering on our dream, which was to cl- create this itinerary of beautifully unique properties throughout southern Africa. Uh, on to the difference between the areas, you know, I mean, right, you know, we we grew up on the Lion Sands property, and and I've always had a, a, a real passion and and love for this particular Kruger National Park area of South Africa, which is which is up and on the the eastern side of South Africa. And only in the last sort of, you know, as I entered into the hospitality industry, did I truly explore other parts, other wilderness areas in South Africa. And and I I just felt that it would always be wonderful to be able to offer a cross section of very different experiences. You know, to be honest, the animals are all the same. Um, You you know, the, the elephants are consistent across all regions, but what for me makes such a big difference is the, is the landscape and the character of the land. And from that, delivers a, a uniquely different safari experience. So whether you're at Madikwe, which is a slightly harsher, more open landscape, you move then a little bit further east into, into the Waterberg, which is where Maritaba is. Some of the most breathtaking landscape, huge mountains and cliffs, um, and then you move further east into the Kruger National Park, Sabi Sand region. So it's more about the different landscape difference um, and, and, and within that, the different exp- safari experience which happens. So, I mean, again, again, a lot of information. And I mean, that's why, fortunately, we have you guys to do, to have all of that knowledge, to be able to communicate that to the, the interested guest. But it's been nice for us to, to have variety within our collection so that ultimately a customer who may be looking for a particular experience, we're able to, through your conversations that you have with them, through the conversations we have with you guys, we're able to really tailor and create the perfect fit between a guest and the property and the landscape where they're staying.
0: That's a great explanation. I just want to go back to Victoria Falls because I remember I was with you uh, either not long after you decided you were going to uh, take over the Stanley Livingston Hotel and and renovate it and create a a beautiful property there. And how excited you were for that because it gave you that extra added benefit of having Victoria Falls as part of your circuit. can you explain um, what you did in the, re- the redo of the lodge itself? Because uh, I haven't had a chance to be there since you've opened it two years ago. But i hopefully get down there as soon as this lockdown finishes.
1: Yeah, and so, I mean, we, we've always really tried to think from the guest's point of view first. And we, and we really, you know, when, when we, we spent, you know, to be honest, must have been three or four years um, it was probably on my vision board five years before we even landed there in Victoria Falls, but it's always been part of the dream. And, uh, and, and in the, you know, and with that time and, and that kind of preparation, I've, I've always seen the Victoria Falls as as a, as a pause moment on a fairly adventurous, fairly, um, I wouldn't say strenuous, but it's, it's, a, it's, a it's quite a busy um, holiday program that people have when they come to Southern Africa, you know, they, if you think of Cape Town, a, there's so many different activities that people are doing. You're doing Table Mountain, you're doing Cape Point, you're going into the Wine Lands uh, safari as well. We know it's a pretty brutal um, wake-up call when, when at five o'clock in the morning you get a knock on your door and you get a cup of coffee and off you go and and you're on safari and and it's quite demanding. So in in terms of you know people think that you know you go on a holiday and it's for once you're able to sleep in and read a book and and relax a bit. So so we. And with all of that sort of, you know, understanding and knowledge of the guest experience as they move through, we just felt that Victoria Falls, outside of obviously going to, to to see the falls and the few other incredible activities that you can do there, we felt that it was really an opportunity to pause, to slow down, to breathe, to relax, to, to sort of just, uh, yeah, just recharge for a couple of days. So with that in mind, we looked for a property which was a little bit away from the mainstream uh, uh, buzz and busyness of, of the little town. We wanted to, uh, we had a high, yeah, we sort of, the idea that I had in my mind was to create this oasis for people to arrive at sort of traveling through Africa and they arrive at this beautiful, cool, elegant, sophisticated oasis where there's a high level of emphasis on service. The rooms are spacious, light, comfortable, uh the the food is 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 incredible high emphasis on the quality of food wine selection needed to be really good because there was there was a great opportunity to maybe have a glass too many uh and sleep in the next day where the safari program as i mentioned is quite tough so so all of that sort of um you know when i was looking up there that's those are the kind of key, key ingredients that i was looking for so so we came across the property that um that needed some love and it needed an investment from, from a group like ourselves. And, and we, we were able to land it. And, uh, and in terms of the renovation process, that, all of those kind of elements that I've just mentioned, that was constantly being briefed into the, the interior design, the, the refurbishment that we did in the rooms. Uh, landscaping, for example, the, the gardens are extraordinary at our hotel there because, again, we wanted people to feel that they've arrived in this cool, tranquil, safe Peaceful, calm, uh, beautiful boutique hotel, uh, but yet uh, stone throw away from Victoria Falls. So that 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 sort of encapsulates the guest experience that we've created at the Stanian Livingston.
0: I can't wait to to visit there because it's one of my favourite places to visit, and it's something that every every guest should uh, travel to. And you touched on a point that I wanted to bring really? up about um, the pretty her- our, um, pretty strenuous timetable you have when you're on safari and, and i like to uh tell my, my my clients that i deal with and then we go through this company that they should try and spend an extra day on safari than they normally would so that they don't have to actually necessarily get up and they can get up at a, a reasonable hour and enjoy the lodge in the morning and see the lodge wake up which you don't really get to do if you're on a, a tight schedule so that's something we do try to push and have them stay four or five nights rather than two or three nights and it just enhances their experience a lot. There are some special touches that you arrange for guests when they're on game drive and I don't want to give away all the secrets that you come up with but I do recall once which i would never had it anywhere else where we uh, normally you go for sundowners and the, the ranger stops the vehicle sets up sundowners on the front of the vehicle and you and you sit in this beautiful area <clears throat> but in your case we just drove along and found a tree and then all of a sudden from the tree were hanging cans and and drinks and everything and the snacks were held up there. What other things can you have exciting ways of you enhance the traveler's experience while on a safari?
1: And the thing we, I mean, it's, it's something we've always tried to do since the first time we started is, is just to be very aware of the, the unique difference of each guest, not just a couple. And, and it's incredible how, Uh, you know, in the the first 24 hours of spending time or hosting a guest, you often pick up little bits of information about what their uh, aspirational expectation or desire is. And and in just listening to that, whether it's a conversation with one of our field guides or one of our butlers, with one of the management, you're able to often then, we've kind of got a, a little toolbox of magic tricks and and once we've identified the, the the sort of surprise element that they would not expect but greatly appreciate, then we look inside that toolbox and and we deliver something that that is so. It's not just a wow, you come around the corner and that's amazing. We really try to connect it to a conversation that's taking place with the guest during their first tw- first twenty four hours with us. And th- another benefit of of the collection, and we worked really hard um, over the last couple of years on this, is that when our guests are leaving us in Cape Town and heading on safari, the safari concierge staff reach out to the concierge down in Cape Town and they find out all their, their experiences that they've had. So they do really feel that they're staying within a family collection and, and that we welcome them as family members. You know, they don't sort of arrive as if we don't know where they've come from. So I'm not going to give you any of the little tricks that we've done. You've already alluded to one, but it's just know that, that um, this is something we do. We love to surprise our guests, but we make it as relevant as possible to them. And and it doesn't it doesn't just has to you know it doesn't just have to be a celebration that they might be having um, while they're staying with us. It's just to it's to give them that little bit edge. I mean, it's something that I've actually done within our group. I'm a big, I love my coffee and I love my hot chili. Those are my two. my sort of two kryptonites. And um, and uh, and so we've now got a, a an incredible chili product. I'd like to think it's an uh, incredible chili product. But if I hear any customer saying that they. That they like a bit of chili, the next thing they've they've got their own little container on the table. And and uh, to most chili addicts, that's that's sort of better than even seeing a leopard on a game drive. So so those are the little touches that we try to bring in to to make it feel like you're staying in a home. That that's just it's it it gets us excited, it gets us passionate about what we do, and and we always get rewarded by people just saying, I, I didn't expect that this kind of level of service and detail and and awareness of who I am as an individual traveling to Africa. So it's been it's been a fun part of what we do in terms of sprinkling that, that magic on top of the overall guest experience.
0: Yeah, well, I didn't want you to spill the beans, so that's it, but that's a great, um, great way to do it. And it's <laughs> awesome that you can have that access to all their, their likes and dislikes and, and make that enhancement just so much better. When I was last in Kruger at the camps, uh, we did visit the community and the preschools in the area, which was a tremendous experience. We all loved it. And can you share some of that experience with your guests? And, and probably the most common question I get asked is, what can they bring with them to give to the kids that's, that's acceptable and, then, and makes sense to take down there for them?
1: So, Yanya, yeah, great question. I mean, it's such an important, uh, such an important part of our responsibility as, as as tourism operators. You know, we there is disparity not only in our neighbourhood and communities, but around the world of those who have and those who don't have. And and I think we all is far more global awareness around addressing that that uh, that inequality. And uh, and and we've you know we've got a, a non-profit family trust which which you guys have have been incredibly generous in supporting, but You know, that's a, I mean, so, I mean, I, the reason I hesitate that uh, around that is that, you know, I I do recognize that first and foremost, customers are coming to us or guests are coming to us to, to have an incredible holiday experience. So it's not something that we, we ever um, uh, impose upon them while they're staying with us. But if they uh, scratch a little bit under our surface and, and they will um, uh, discover this, this non-profit organization called More Community Trust, And uh, we've done. We've facilitated some incredible experiences uh, within the community. The other thing that we've done is that it's not. It's not a. It's not a spectator sport, you know. And what I mean by that is that we really encourage our guests and our guests, and it's resonated so much with our guests where they actually love to get involved in something meaningful in the in in the actual community. So, you know, we're constantly invested uh, in partnering with community members on fixing up areas or. We've actually just opened up a new, um, women's, uh, pro- project, working project where they've got sewing machines and actually some of the guests went out there and, and got involved in fixing one of the rooms. So they actually went out there for a couple of hours. It was, it, they got the, and, and the actual the pro the guest experience, we call it is get your hands dirty. And, um, so in terms of, in terms of uh, knowing uh, to answer your question, sorry, and I've been a bit long winded, but I'm very passionate about this work that we do and, um, and it, the best thing is to reach out to you, who can then link through to us and go onto our more community trust website, and engage with the staff there and find out in advance what because often the needs are changing, you know based on, on 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 what projects we're dealing with, what support we've been able to raise for them. So the best thing to do is instead of sort of having a generic response that this is what's need, the need is great. Um, but I think if a guest is keen on getting involved reach out to uh, More Community Trust. It's, an, it's a non-profit business, incredible team of people, feet on the ground in the communities, and they're able to open up and, and have a dialogue and, and work on, on, on the visit in advance and also w- what the current needs are in, within the community. So um, it's just, you know, the more people who get involved, the more difference we can make. So I appreciate you raising that.
0: No, it's great. Well, the conservation of the whole area is so important and the kids are so important and it's just I know that everyone just loves the fact that they can help and and be part of the helping and and it's great that you have that done. The um, other question I want to raise is about walking safaris and there's a lot of intrepidation about people getting out of the vehicles and walking around because they feel safer in the vehicles but it's totally safe the way you do it. How do you find how the popularity of the walking safaris, because I know you can do them during game drive and you can also do them during the lunch break where you're in the camp and the the guides will take the kids out and do you know sort of dung spotting and 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 tracking et cetera but do you find that most people enjoy the walking safaris
1: so I think people have a perception a preconceived idea that um Safari is an active uh, uh, adventure or an active experience, and it's actually not. You're on the vehicle for a large percentage of the time, all the right reasons. Um, but um, you know, it's it's. Uh, I think once customers have settled uh, in terms of their first 24 hours and realised that you know they aren't going to be eaten, um, and they've started to sort of uh, get a little bit closer to their surroundings, there's there's nothing better than than actually being on foot and 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 seeing a whole different and almost becoming one with with nature, I mean funny enough this morning i mean i was i was I went out for an early walk, just me and one of our field guides, and uh, we walked into a huge herd, it must have been about eighty elephants in this big open area and uh, those are the kind of experiences where we just sat there quietly under the tree, and the elephants came walking past and Those are the kind of experiences that walking safari gives you again it's that feeling back all of our you know the vehicles and the safety then you actually sit one-on-one with nature and it's just it really is referencing that word around the trios just an un- unforgettable experience outside of actually you know people are a lot more health conscious nowadays they like to get exercised um, so being out on foot uh is is a wonderful activity to do while you're staying on safari in terms of when we do it we do it very much based on season you know summertime we we try to do it early in the morning we actually combine the morning drive with with the walk because otherwise, in the middle of the day, it's just too warm. Um, but in winter time, this you know, we, you guys are up north, we're down south. So, moving in this time of the year, you can actually walk any time of the day, um, and and so that that we we always build that in. But again, we tailor it to the guest needs. We tailor it to the fitness of the guests on the with the particular guide. Very much something that guides love doing. You know, they actually prefer walking to driving, uh, because it allows them to really teach guests about tracking and the different medicinal plants that they're able to find. I mean, in essence, they are there's a whole new level of encyclopedic knowledge once you get out on foot and, and you're going through the bush with them. Quite an extraordinary experience and a must-do when people come out on safari, a, a must-do.
0: It's totally it's, it's an incredible experience to get down there. And as you said, you become one with nature and, and you, you see the whole thing in a different perspective. <laughs> Finally, during these episodes, I've been hosting with different... Um, different friends around the world I've been hearing great stories or uplifting stories or positive impact stories of what's happening during this lockdown period in the communities and and there's been quite a lot in the African area so do you have any stories or any a quick antidote of a story that has happened that you are aware of in your community that made a made a difference to a lot of people?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's um, look, uh, you know, Ian. It's tough. Huh? It's tough throughout the world. This this uh, what what this pandemic has done to to you know many um, uh, poorer communities, and and so. But uh, w- what we've been, you know, we've always been glass half full type of people, and and you know the key thing during this process is to make sure that that we look after our people, you know, we, we do, we do, again, you know, the, the concept of family extends way beyond our bloodline. It extends to our staff and to, and to their families. So, so we've initiated, um, we were, we managed to, I managed to negotiate a contract with the, uh, the provincial government here to supply them with, with the masks. So we were able to get that, that recent um, sewing uh, project. Uh, we've got we've got five employed un- previously unemployed women who were sewing machines and they're constantly working from sunrise to sunset and, and are actually going to really do quite well out of this. So, so in terms of seeing an opportunity for them to take advantage of this particular crisis, that's been a really exciting project to get. And, uh, and we hope following on from that, that it'll be sustained into, into other needs in terms of sewing needs within the greater ecotourism uh, environment here. And then, uh, you know, food parcels. I mean, it's a reality that, um, you, you know, when, when the salaries have been had to, sadly, have been had to be reduced to, because of no revenue that's coming into any of this particular area. And, and, you know, we sit on the border of Kruger National Park, which is a huge employer of people from this particular area. So as soon as those salaries have been taken out, that, those salaries, you would go back. And the often number of dependents per salary earner is between seven and ten. And uh, when you have that salary, uh, making an assumption that, that that's what some people have had to do there, you know, there's very little room for, um, you know, there's very little sort of, uh, um, you know, comfort or, or protection there around whether I'm going to have food or not have food. So, so we've had a, a very productive and very, um, very um, impactful food parcel um, system that's been running for now two months. And that. Again, you know, we've used the reserves. We've had incredible donations from from people, from previous guests, from all around the world, who have put money into the um, non-profit organisation, which has uh, allowed us to to buy food parcels and deliver them, so that we can make sure that when we come through this and we all get back to work, that there's been no permanent casualties from this pandemic enviro- uh, pandemic situation.
0: And I wouldn't expect anything less from you, Rob. The way you run your company and your group and your family. As I said at the very start, you're very family-orientated and that's what I love about it and that's why we support you so strongly. So I really appreciate your time today to talk about the experiences going on down there in Southern Africa. I can't wait to get back there and to go to camp and then also to uh, to get to see the new Vic Falls property. Um, so be well and my love to the family and we'll see you again soon. Thanks, mate.
1: Yeah, I love to Linda and the family as well, and thank you and very much for your support. Sir. Appreciate
0: okay. it. Bye.